Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Palmer bet on the edge of the box. Oh, it's a straight up screamer. Download our app today and enjoy straight up screamers this FIFA World Cup with great odds, great promos and same game multi at Palmerbet. Gamble responsibly. For gambler's help, call 1-800-858-858. On the Sporting Capital, it's time to start swiping with Footy Tinder. Uh, Josh Carter with us, former Western Bulldog, former West Coast Eagle. Um, Josh, I'm glad you stuck around. On a Tuesday, we like to play a little game called Footy Tinder where we play some of the biggest statements made by some of the biggest names in the game. And just like dating app Tinder, um, we swap left if we're not keen. And we swap right if we are keen on what we're hearing. This is not about what you're seeing in the profile. Uh, we yep. swap left if you're not keen on a date and right. If you, have you used Tinder before? Oh, not for a long time. Yeah. Yep. Um, happily married That's these right. days. Happily married. Um, and then you get one super like. And you can only have one because on Tinder, if you use any more than one super lot, they make you start to pay for it. And as I always say, once you start having to pay for Tinder, you know that something's <laughs> gone terribly wrong. Uh, producer Lincoln has come in, who does a great job of putting footy Tinder together. Hello, Link. Hi, Sam. Nice to be here again. It's wonderful to have you here. He's got his own little fan base too. I get two people um, sometimes, mainly just one person that yeah. texts in how great Lincoln is and it's building. His fan base is building. It's growing. Uh, all right, Link, where are we starting, please? Uh, we'll start with Gary Lyon. So uh, hang on, just on that list is horrendous, right? Yeah. That's not great, the list. They're 11, they're 8 and 3. They're 8 and 3. They're 8 and 3. Yeah. And they won 11 games. Won 11 games. That's, that's horrend- not horrendous. Horrendous list is, is 2 north. and 20. What's the question? Ross Lyon, the statement. Yep. Ross Lyon can turn St Kilda's list into a grand final team. I'll let you go first. Gosh. <laughs> Put the pressure on, eh? The first one. You're swapping left to disagree uh, or right to agree? Give some context if you like. Oh, I'm going to, look, I'm going to probably disagree. Swapping I'm, left? Yeah, I'm going to swap left. Do I have to give a reason why? I'd okay. like you to. Um, look, it's it's a club, as I said, like they're, they're developing and uh, him stepping into a footy department, having a, a completely different list to what he's used to. He's got to focus on the rebuild. You've got to come in and try and learn. Like it's it's not as if he's just coming into a side where he's got mature players. You've got young lists. You've got players like, you know, Brad Hill. Obviously, Paddy Wright has left the system now, and it's going to be about who's going to step up and, and play those big major roles. So him as a coach, we know what his capabilities are. He's got a lot of respect in the St Kilda Football Club. So now the challenge is it, it's a lot to put a, put pressure on a head coach to say, we're going to win the grand final next year or even be in the grand final. It's a bit of pressure to put on. So you, you think that that'd be the phase of hopefully they make the finals. That'd be a great start and then grow from there. Uh, I'm going to score premiership list. If, if there's any coach that can, I think it's him. I think, you know, he's listed St Kilda, you, we, we often pass off as, you know, it wasn't that great on paper, but when you look a bit deeper, mm. but maybe that was the Ross Lyon influence. The 2013 Frio side on paper, that um, with all due respect, mm. like that's, you, you don't look at that side on paper and think that it had any chance of beating that Hawthorne team on paper. And I think how many All-Australians did Ross have at Fremantle when he first arrived? So when he arrived um, at the end of 2011, Fremantle only had two All-Australians, which was Pavlich and Sanderlands. And that's the same amount that St Kilda have going into next year after the retirements of a couple. Um, 
with Jack Sinclair and Jack Steele? Um, I, I think I don't think premiership, but I do think top four. I, I, I wouldn't be surprised at all if Ross Lyon gets him back up into the top four. Yeah, I'll swap left just because of the clarification, just because of the um, the caveat, grand final list, premiership list. No. Right, we'll go to Ross Lyon for the second one. I don't feel it defines me, but it defines my coaching, I suppose, doesn't it? So- Ross Lyon's second crack at St Kilda will be a failure if he doesn't win a flag. Oh, wow. Josh, <laughs> oh, no time to think, is there? No, um, this is how, well. This is why when wow. you're looking at the Tinder app, you've got no, you've just got a very short amount of time to make a decision, and then you try and cancel out of the app if you're really unsure, <laughs> so that you think there's a whole new bunch of matches. Well, this thing is socialising, mate. You just turn the phone off and you walk away. There you go. There you go. But, walk uh, outside, have a chat uh, with someone. Yeah, there you go. Um, oh, look, it's you wouldn't say it's a failure. I mean, it's a lot of pressure to put on a head coach. We've seen. Play, uh, coaches come and go in and out of footy, te- footy teams, and uh, he's got a lot of respect to the footy club at, at St Kilda, so I, yeah. wouldn't, I wouldn't think him calling it a failure if he doesn't make finals. No, I'll swipe left on that as well. Yeah. I, I think that I, I, wonder, it, I don't know if it's something that happens just in AFL, Josh, that we put – we it, I mean, premiership is the only form of success yep. for, for a, a large portion of the footy public, and I don't necessarily sign up to that. I think like Geelong – They've won two premierships in uh, 11 years, yep. and but have been in finals every year but one. I see that period as incredibly successful. If you are always in the mix, if you are always mm. contending, yep. even if you don't, aren't able to get the ultimate success, I still think that's successful. Relevance was a term that's been thrown there out. There you go. Week. Relevant. Yep. If you are constantly playing finals every year, then you're relevant and, and you are a successful side. Your membership will show that. Your sponsorship will show that. Mm. Your attendances will show that. Well, it'll all grow into the, uh, the playing list, won't it? That The more yeah. exposure they get to playing finals football, the more mature the bodies grow, the more mature the mindset is. So they, they're expected to know what how to perform on the big stage. And does that mean more players will want to go play there? Yes, so I then, then so. we're talking yep. destination. Well, you talk about Geelong. Everybody was labeling them as uh, old fossils. You know, they're not going to be able to yep. to withstand the, the speed of the game. And uh, look at them; they just dominated in the grand final. All right, uh, where are we going next? We'll change tune slightly here. We'll go to David King. I fear that Sam Mitchell, another rebuild coach, has committed professional suicide in terms of what they've done with the experience purge of players from their list over the last couple of weeks. Sam Mitchell's Hawks don't have enough top-end talent on their list to justify their rebuild. Explain that. So I'm saying they've thrown they've thrown all these senior players out and they're completely backing in their young players to go for a rebuild. I'm the statement is they don't their top-end talent isn't actually good enough to justify getting rid of all their senior players. Well, can I go first because I'm first a horse one, I'm me. swapping like I am that's when I, I, and I love Kingy to bits, but I'm deleting Tinder. Because <laughs> I, I, dis- I dis- <laughs> <laughs> Well, the beautiful Evie would be to differ at home. <laughs> um, I couldn't, I think it's very smart what they're doing. See, Hawthorne will not risk alienating the fan base anymore. They won't sack Sam Mitchell ahead of the end of his contract. No way. No. So he now has a liberty to go, all right, we're going to have some down years. Mm. And I am going to play kids. I'm going to go to the draft because you know what? If there is a Tassie team coming and there will be a Tassie team coming in say 2027, 2028, 
that is compromised drafts for the next however many years. We want to get as much as we can out of the draft. There's also a new salary cap coming in a couple of years. So we will part ways with the free agents that we have got in, and then we will go out there with the new salary cap and get in other ones. So there will be two down years, two years to go, where Hawthorne will hit the draft hard. They will get the best talent they can. And then they will go out and get the free agents when the new salary cap comes in. I think it's very smart what they're doing. And he has a license to do it because unlike clubs who, when they say they're rebuilding, get jittery the second year in because media start to speculate and then they start to get concerned and then benefactors of the club or big donors of the club start to thump the desk and say, this isn't good enough. And they all um, basically go to water. That won't happen at Hawthorne. They won't do it to Sam Mitchell. Swapping left. Hilly? <laughs> oh, sorry. No, Hilly's fine. Um, look, uh, it's it's a tough one, but you'd, you'd think, as we, as we talk about, like the, the positive, obviously, is Sam Mitchell has come out and said, look, we're not going to be a strong side. We're, we're, mm. we're a team that's on the rebuild, and that's the kind of mindset you want to put your players at ease as well. You don't want to put pressure on them, expecting them to succeed. Like, you go out there and you play the best ability you can. That's what the first thing is. You, you, you ease your player's mindset at first because they could go out there and dominate. You never know. Yeah. Players might go out there and just absolutely surprise, just you. surprise you. And that's what yeah. I think maybe his mindset's at. Oh, so is that the is. other thing that I have to do? If yeah. you're going to not win a lot, but you've got to be entertaining to watch, is that the yes. other thing they've got to be? That's, that's what's engaging the supporters. Yeah. You've got to have the fans believe as well that we've got young talent that's going to be able to – to drive this club in the next 10 years to then have that strong mm. strong list to then believe that they're going to come out and play a premiership side. And is the other thing you've got to do is what you said, you've got to tell your fan base in no uncertain terms that this is what's happening. You can't pee one double five in their pocket and tell them yeah. it's raining. Well, you've got to be honest. You put pressure on yourself. You put pressure on your football club. Yeah. And that's what the pressure, obviously, we talk about Ross Lyon. He's coming into a football club and everybody's already saying he's got to win a premiership to have any sort of success. And on the other hand, we see Sam Mitchell that's, on the lower side of it, thinking that if I just go through at ease, the pressure's off, he's going to be the underdog. Yeah. Know? And that's what Hawthorne are, are known to be at times. They've got old... this young list of players <laughs> yeah. that could dominate in, in a way. <laughs> There's an old real estate uh, expression, <laughs> under promise, over deliver. Yeah. Well, there you go. <laughs> so he's setting the price X. Yep. You never know. They could get well he, above reserve in the auction. Yeah, 100%. Yep. Um, what have we got? About two uh, minutes left. What, where are we up to next? I'm going to swipe left as well. There you go. Um, we'll go to Kane Corns now. It's a free man all. Who kicks the goals? Who kicks the goals at the Dockers? Lob is yeah. out. He's been their most damaging key forward. Tabiner is 30 and, and injured. Mm. Fife, who knows? But he's capable of kicking perhaps 30 or 40. And Luke Jackson's not a forward. Let's hope there's no super likes on this one for, for my Your personal, Dockers? Yeah. Of, these, of this year's top eight, Fremantle are the side most likely to miss the finals next year. Uh, <laughs> Well, I won't super like you, <laughs> Josh. Oh, look, I'm gonna I'm gonna stick with the fact that they're they're another team that's an underdog, and they have players with belief, and they're a young side that's driving, and and that might be the factor of knowing that they've lost all these key players to having a team like I've played in a side with Bulldogs where there were so many players you you didn't know who was going to be the key forward. Mm. We were, I was the tallest in our forward line. There was myself, Brad Johnson, Akamanis, who were under six foot. I was normally the tallest yeah, forward. So 185. 185, yeah. yeah. And, and you've got these guys that you go into a forward line now. You don't have to look for the players like Roy Lobb and, uh, and Tabiner. You can look for the small forwards like, you know, Sonny Walters can, can kick a bag if, he, if he's on, a, on his day. So it might actually be another thing where it's exciting, but would I say they make 
top four, maybe not. But finals, I definitely think they're a chance. So I'm going to swap right only because, and I haven't put a ton of thought into it, but on average, there's at least two teams that come out of the eight every year. And there is also a team that will come out of the four and miss the eight completely. That's been averaged out over, I think it's about 15, maybe 20 years now. Max Lawton from Fox Sports does it every year. There's two that come out of the eight and one that comes out of the four and completely misses the eight. So, yeah, I, I'm going to swap right. I think with the players that they've lost, um, I think that could be Fremantle. But I do love Justin Longmuir as a coach. I really do. I think the biggest challenge for them is the offensive side. And Kane's right. Who Who is going to kick their goals? They've got some likely types. Amos, Tracy, there's a few others. But, hey, um, I know you had one more, but we're out of time. Sorry, Link. Oh, good. <laughs> Great job. Love your work. Good pressure. Uh, Josh Carter, by the way, are going to catch up with you regularly and um, when the show is actually on air, given all the sport that's around. Mate, it's great to have you come in and, and chat about all the things that we did. We'll speak to you again soon. Cheers, mate. Thanks for having me. Uh, Josh Carter, when we come back off the tee, our dedicated golf show, part of the Sporting Capital on SEN, um, the former world number 16, Nick Ahern. Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au, predict Australia's score with a crystal ball, and it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semi finals, all thanks to McDonald's. Maccas, together and loving it. TNCs apply.